0: A big part of what the Cleveland Browns want to do in 2023 is the tight ends. We'll talk about David Njoku and his big-time contract, Harrison Bryant, and is he ready to go to make a step? And if the tight end position is going to be as more impactful as it was a few years ago under Kevin Stefanski, we'll talk about it all next on the Locked on Browns podcast. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back my friends to the show that never ends your daily delivery of all things dog pound LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast you now I could not be more uh thrilled with the sport here uh whether it is your favorite podcast app make sure you are and subscribed to the Lockdown Browns podcast or YouTube over 2200 subscribers now please you know keep those numbers coming we appreciate everybody who's kind of made the jump here just to get uh you know different avenue into your daily dose of Locked On Browns content. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your mom sparkle with jewelry from bluenile.com and Locked On Browns. Listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Of course, the Barbershop 92.3, the fan, Mr. Garrett Bush at GBush91. Continuing here with the 2022 Browns training camp preview. Um, as we've told you, you know we're going to push the quarterback episode back as far as we can here until we have a little more concrete evidence and a little bit more to work with um, the room and the way it'll be structured uh, for the twenty twenty two season. Today so, hey, we're going to get in the tight end room, and if you heard in the open, I think Garrett made a good point here. Um, you know, if you look at the way this tight end room was constructed over the last two years, Austin Hooper, Dave and Harrison Bryant, the team on from all super, uh, commit here to David Njoku for the long-term Harrison Bryant in year three. Um, and then after that, you know, the room, it's got a lot of question marks. Um, you know, there was some thought maybe of a player like Kyle Rudolph coming in. Kyle Rudolph signed yesterday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, the thought there was obviously with Rudolph spending time in Minnesota with Kevin Stefanski over the last few years. Um, I'm sorry, last previous time when Kevin Stefanski was there with Minnesota um, with David Njoku. And this is kind of where it all starts. Um, You know, when the Browns, this current regime took over in 2020, David Njoku was a player they were enamored with, but a player they essentially weren't sure of. Um, You know, 2019 was a lost season for David Njoku. 2020 in the beginning. David Njoku was not much of a factor for this team. Um, the Browns wanted him to develop more as a blocker. They wanted him to be a full-time, full-service tight end. Um, but to David Njoku's credit, early in the 2020 season, a lot of hard work was put in. The benefits started to show as David Njoku played more. Um, you know, became a solid blocker, became very, very active in the receiving game was probably their top tight end going down the stretch in the 2020 season. You get to 2021 and it was kind of an interesting spot here is, you know, Austin Hooper's play, you know, just never met with the Browns were hoping for when they had signed him to his free agent contract. It was obvious David Ajoku was the best tight end on the roster. So you had this odd situation of a player who had no contract after last year um versus the guy that you paid big money to. Browns decided to part ways with Austin Hooper after the 2021 season. Originally tagged David Njoku, now reached a long-term contract with David Njoku. Um, but you know the questions remain there. And look, you know, in- in- until you have proof, there's going to be questions. You know, David Njoku, we all think with a bigger opportunity, with a you know bigger piece of the pie, you're going to see a more you know a higher you know, production standpoint from David Njoku. But the Browns did make this commitment, and a lot of it was based on the work that David Njoku has put in, uh, you know, becoming a better blocker, becoming a more all-around tight end. I think the Browns are confident the receiving ability is there um, as much as they choose to use it. But it is interesting, Garrett, is, you know, how much will the tight ends – be a factor of this team as much as they were in the beginning two years of the Stefanski era. Um, but a lot of this comes down to it and, you know, this will be the biggest question, you know, of the tight end room for the season is will David Njoku give you a return on the heavy investment that the Browns have put into him?
0: I, I think that's the big, the real big question that a lot of people are asking. Um, I think it will be uh, something that pays off for the Cleveland Browns. And I'll tell you why, <clears throat> when you're looking at, um david and joker and what they're paying him for right they're projecting some things out here a little bit they're projecting what he can be with the a -A franchise quarterback like deshaun watson he has all of the tools he has all of the traits and one of the things that people um you hear around the league is there is a shortage of playmakers at tight end you see a guy like kyle rudolph who who has definitely was never really a, a really big um burner he really never really got too much separation on linebackers and safeties a guy like that that's been in the league who's had some injuries um he's still in, in the mix for a lot of teams because tight ends don't grow on trees uh it's a position that you can utilize as as a playmaker on the field you can use mismatches with that and the cleveland browns were very uh, excited to to have a guy like David Njoku with his skill set. There's only a few guys in the league that can do what he does physically uh, in, in terms of his leaping ability, speed, athleticism, and just a, a mismatch nightmare. So what they're doing is kind of pro- projecting it a little bit like, hey, we know David hasn't had the production here um, in the past, but we're projecting it forward. And I've always talked about it in terms of salary cap, right? A lot of people get into the cap stuff, and, and I just think, I think I think a lot of times people try to be way more smarter than and than that we need to be. Yes, I know that he's paid like a top five tight end, but I always give you uh, this this question: What's your opportunity cost? Right? Uh, if you can get, do you have another guy you can go out that has the same skill set that knows your playbook that has been in the system? And, and and that you know what he's good at and what he's bad at do you have a guy like that out there with as much upside as david and joku no there's not so yes you could have you said hey let's franchise him um bring him back a little bit or, or do whatever the browns are saying look we got a quarterback that's here we want to give our quarterbacks that's already in our system the best opportunity to succeed what best way to have a guy succeed and by having a guy that's already here and knows what what the game plan is, so you're, you're not coming back in expecting another tight end to learn the playbook. You might not even know if he's he's injured or or whether or not he has hands. You got to figure out throughout the season what best routes work for him, what different things you can run with him, and and you go through all that those mental gymnastics when you could have kept David and Joku and just hit the ground running. So for me. Uh, the, the contract to me means that the Cleveland Browns are going to utilize him more. I also believe the contract is one of the determining factors as to why they didn't go out and grab another receiver. Because they figure David Njoku is going to be a, a a highly targeted guy for them. Uh, you know We'll, we'll talk about um, Bryant coming up uh, in the next section. But we're you forget, we're going to use the tight ends a lot tight ends will get targets. And I think David Njoku, they would love David Njoku to be somewhere in that second to third targeted guy on the team following Amari Cooper uh, and, and and get at least eight touchdowns somewhere between seven and eight touchdowns, especially in the red zone. Uh, And and that's what I think the thought process is when giving David Njoku a contract.
1: The thing with David and, you know, I think you eloquently put it well is, you know, the athletic ability and the gifts are there. Um, You know, (laughs) talking, you know, top freaks at the position in the NFL as far as their athleticism and their God-given abilities, David Njoku certainly is right at the top of that list. One thing I think is now, uh, you know, the salary cap obviously a little different here than it was the last couple of years and certainly when they gave the contract to Austin Hooper uh, that they did. So you got to figure there is some inflation, you know, to that due to, you know, more cap money are you thinking you can get David Njoku to at least give you what Austin Hooper has the last couple of years? I think the Browns truly believe that they can give, uh, he can give you what Austin Hooper gave you the last few years, given those amount of opportunities, Um, the ability, you know, and the fact over, you know, what he can do in the middle of the field, linebackers can't run with him. Safeties are too small. Um, so he does create mismatch nightmares. He's been very, very good at that basically skinny post run from the tight end position. Um, you know, he can get behind the linebackers, get in front of the safeties, and, you know, there's not much you can do about it. Um, is anybody expecting that David Njoku is going to give you production in the realm of players like Travis Kelsey? No, that's not going to happen. It's probably not realistic. This team and this offensive passing scheme is a lot more balanced than that. But David, you should see legitimate, you know, steps up in his game. I, I think, you know, thinking that he's going to have over fifty receptions. You know, north of 600 yards, maybe seven, eight touchdowns is a realistic, you know, what you were expecting from David Njoku now. And certainly, you know, within reason, seeing exactly what the Browns have, you know, paid him. You know, it's, you know, even solid blocker. It's not going to warrant the money that he's gotten. It's going to be the fact that he is going to have to step up production-wise here in this offense. Uh, There's no way around it. This is what the Browns are expecting. Um, I think the Browns are expecting, you know, what they're saying is we were comfortable with paying a top tight end good money. And the way it's shifted here is that we believe David Njoku can do more than what Austin Hooper did for us. And I think that's what the Browns are looking for. And a lot of eyes are going to be on 85 this year. Um, You know, been here five seasons, um, has all the gifts in the world. It's just going to be a question of giving him you know, more, you know, week in, week out, more opportunities to make plays. And I think Browns are confident they're going to get a return on that investment. Uh, we're going to continue here, Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush. We are going to get you, Mr. Harrison Bryant here. And again, you know, Garrett's point probably rings true here. You know, is the tight end, is it going to be the group that is part like it has been in the past couple of seasons? Or is it just going to be a little more limited? Because, you know, maybe now you like a little bit more what you have at the wide receiver position. We're going to get to all that. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Lockdown Browns. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions is your vehicle an EX or an LX V6 or a V6 turbo and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only manufacturer their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rock auto. It's a family owned business. It's been serving do it. It's been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low and they are for every customer. Go to rockauto.com today. Use the site to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right. Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know the folks at the Locked On Podcast Network sent you their way. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com.
0: Back at it on Locked On Browns podcast. Wanna salute everybody out there for holding us down, man. We're quickly becoming one of the best, one of the best and most viewed and most subscribed to channel on the Locked On Network. We want to thank you for continuing to make Locked On Browns your first listener today. G Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Uh, you know, we we've talked about a lot of this all the time, man. We've talked about the tight ends, talked about whether or not they're going to be a big um big part of this team and we we always have, have mentioned this guy a little bit later harrison bryant when you talk about what he means uh, now now just to give you a perspective harrison bryant coming out uh, of uh, florida uh, uh florida atlantic was was one of the guys that won the mackey award best tight end uh in, in college football uh just go back and look at his ohio state tape he played well against ohio state uh, and, and he played well in that game at the Horseshoe. So he's played against some top-notch uh, programs in college, came into it with the Cleveland Browns. And, and he's shown pretty much the same about a model production the first couple of years. Uh, as a guy who's always been the second or third tight end on the roster, um, he's done some good things. But now with uh, Austin Hooper not being in the program anymore, we believe that, uh, you know, Brian is going to be, a, a guy that's going to be receiving some targets, right? Um, a guy that uh, you know is 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 good with just fair hands catching the ball. I would like to see him still continue to catch the ball uh, and not drop any balls, right? I would like to see him improve, run after catch, uh, and, and I think it's going to be a little bit easier with with Deshaun Watson, who throws a really nice football in terms of a, a catchable ball, a, a ball that he knows how to take some stuff off, like a, a great pitcher would do. And, uh, you know, for Bryant, I'm looking for him taking a step up, right? Uh, he's going to have more reps. He's going to get more reps in this offense. And I, I, I would like to see him be able to step his game up uh, and, and be able to, you know, up his production a little bit. Um, we will. It's yet to be seen whether or not how they're going to utilize the tight ends because you got to think about it like this now. There's going to be a lot of different things in the packages that we haven't seen five wide uh we they ran five wide but it wasn't really a vertical five wide it was just some quick little hitches and some quick stuff not shot plays in the five wide with baker mayfield um you know rpo is going to be run pass option is going to be in the playbook a lot we already know kevin stefanski will keep one thing in he loves his tight end screens oh my goodness he (laughs) loves the tight end screens he'll run it in the middle of the field he'll run it on third down first down all the above he loves the tight end screen uh, I, you know, so we'll see how big of a, a focal point the tight ends will be this year. Um, uh, Will they go with a lot of thirteen personnel? I don't think they'll be as person heavy on thirteen. I think you'll see more uh, eleven personnel. My, my, me, myself, and, and and so less of twelve and less of thirteen. Uh We talked a little bit about with the running backs in the in the fullback position. I think that that position will be minimized a little bit. So we'll see how this works but uh you know Harrison Bryant is another solid individual solid tight end can block can catch he can do a lot of different things uh and, and I think he he'll be a contributing factor this year what do you think
1: the thing with Harrison Bryant and and now we as we go into year 3 um you go through his first two years um he was more targeted uh, as a rookie, 38 targets. I think it was 24 receptions uh, last year. 28 targets, 21 receptions. That's actually a great percentage on targets versus receptions. Both uh, seasons in 230 yards receiving, three touchdowns. So basically, these first two years have kind of been you know mirror images of each other. There's times where you watch Harrison Bryant and you think there is more there as a receiver. Um, you know, last year, you know, we all saw how you know things kind of completely unraveled. So it's really difficult with you know, the way the quarterback play went last year. Uh, to evaluate some of the guys that are still on this roster and what their play was last year. I mean, we all know there were issues issues with the play. There were certainly issues behind the scenes. Um, But with Harrison Bryant, and again, now, you know, anything you saw from Austin Hooper the last two years um, in a much more limited role, is it hard to believe that, you know, Harrison Bryant can't give you that? I mean, you know, Austin Hooper disappointed for two years while he was here. And, you know, look, I mean, everybody praises Andrew Barry for the work he does. And look, every GM, there's a miss. There's a move, you know, that comes back to bite you, backsfires. Um, Austin Hooper was certainly one of those moves. It never worked out for the Browns the way they had intended. So now if you're talking, maybe taking Harrison Bryant, giving him a little bit more involvement in the offense. And one thing you can do with Harrison Bryant, because size-wise, he's not necessarily a true tight end, you know, the way he is built. There were times last year, I know the Houston Texans game had a long reception, 40 yards where he split out wide, you know, I mean, you know, six foot four, six foot five. And we've talked about this and we talked about it yesterday. Garrett is you know, one thing that maybe is lacking within the Browns wide receiver room is size. Um, You can kind of maybe do this with Harrison Bryant, you know, six foot four, six foot five has experience. You know, originally he was a wide receiver that, you know, morphed into being a tight end in college but the opportunity is there. And the question's going to be, though, is, is how much of the factor is it going to be? You know, you tried to work three tight ends in the last two seasons. And again, you never essentially got the return of that investment with a player like Najoku, what you had paid Hooper, the draft selection of Bryant. Are you now saying with... The two of them you can do away. So do you get a situation? Maybe, you know, we're looking for maybe David Ndoku to hit that 50 reception mark. Maybe you can get Harrison Bryant to that 30 reception, 350, 375, 400. Um, The abilities there. Harrison Bryant will continue to need to work on his blocking. Um, I think one of the things with Harrison Bryant is his build. I, I just don't know how much more you know, bulk you can get on that. He's definitely got like a basketball player's type of build to him. And that's one of those things, look, you can go to the gym every day. He can go in the morning. You can go at night. Somebody's just kind of like hit a max at what you can actually, uh, you know, carry on it. And he's always going to be a guy who's maybe more of a bigger wide receiver playing tight end. And that's certainly okay. As long as you can do the blocking that's asked of him. But I think this is the, for the Browns. This is the ultimate correction of looking at the last two years, realizing how many opportunities they gave Austin Hooper When, you know, and again, they didn't know, hadn't drafted Harrison Bryant yet, hadn't really seen David Njoku firsthand yet. So they went out and got what they thought was a safe commodity. And, you know, of course, with Austin Hooper. But now you look at this and. Njoku is that player they have worked with. They have groomed to be this player that they think can be a top tight end in this game. Harrison Bryant, year three, is normally a big year for tight ends as they get more comfortable in the NFL. So I think the Browns here are understanding that, you know, the hard work and the diligence done by these two guys is going to pay bigger dividends. And the check they wrote to Austin Hooper, and I kind of got to agree with it because, you know, Austin Hooper's play over the last couple years, it definitely left everybody wanting more. And it was kind of like, well, you know, the man came here, picked up the check, but it looks like he left his game back in Atlanta
0: he left his game his athleticism his moves his ankles his lower body my goodness this man all he did is just come in here he catch five yard button hooks and fall down i'm like are you sliding are you what do you i didn't know you were a uh, josh mccown i was like we, we traded we just gave josh mccown who came back as tight in a bag of money i said like, bro he gotta go he got to go, bro. Uh, and, and I think they made that decision, too. And it's like, listen, we can, we can at least have Brian out here and do something. And in Joku, we got something. But I, I, I think, and that's another big reason, too. People freak out about the money that they gave David and Joku, but they were already giving Austin Hooper all that bread. They was giving him all the big bag, and they said, all right, well, let, let's just take that away from him, split it up a little bit, and give it to, to David and Joku. And, all your, and by the way, all of the guaranteed money is gone after like the second year anyway. So let's be clear, like if if David Njoku comes out and takes a, you know what, down his his ankles, that's what? They can get rid of him. They can say, hey, we're gonna move
1: on just like they did from Austin Hooper. So no harm, no foul. Indeed, Um, you know, and I'm actually looking forward to this because I think that was the one thing I got frustrated to watch with this tight end room. Um, you know, once we kind of realized that Austin Hooper, you know, wasn't the player they thought they signed it was this, you know, kind of always felt like, man, we're throwing the ball to Austin Hooper. I really wish you know these players were being drawn off for David Njoku or Harrison Bryant um, and see where these kids can possibly take us. Going to continue here. We're going to look at the rest of the tight end room. Is there much there? I got to be honest. There's some great names in this tight end room, man. I mean, these guys are rocking some solid, solid A-plus names. Uh, we'll see if there's anybody in there that can maybe actually be a contributor here in a possible third tight end role for Coach Kevin Stefanski in 2022. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, the latest Locked On Browns. From the people who invented Healthy and Tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess What? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puff treatment. That's right. The coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a delicious, chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They're good for you. Low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com right now to make sure you do not miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. All the built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. and provides tons of health benefits, also something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving or you need to satisfy your sweet tooth or if you need a quick snack. They are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet, Brownie, Creamy Marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15. Welcome back to the Locked on Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building. Jeff
0: Lloyd here as well. Continue to support us all across the Locked on Browns podcast. Um, wherever you get your, uh, your podcast, make sure you continue to download those. Five star reviews are are greatly appreciated, and we want to just salute everybody out here for making us really, really, really one of the top growing uh, locked on one of the locked on uh, podcasts out here. Continue to hit that notification bell, so you don't even gotta wait till we post it on YouTube. We make it easy for you. We're gonna post it on YouTube. YouTube. We're gonna post it on uh, Twitter. We're gonna make sure we put that out there on Facebook so guys can see it. So you know our, our uh, Locked On Browns podcast is everywhere. But continue to hit that notification bell. So guess what? It just comes right to your phone. It says, "Yo, Jeff, those pretty pretty faces just facing G. Bush's faces. They ready to go to talk about your Cleveland Browns, and, and we're doing it every single day here. So continue to support us as well." Now, Jeff, this has been a philosophical thing that we've talked about, and and I'm interested in seeing how it's going to go. That's why I love preseason, right? Uh, What is this going to be? Uh, Kevin Stefanski has been kind of tied at the hip to his three tight end, you know, stuff. He's been tied at the hip uh, in terms of people, you know, kind of typecasting him a little bit, that he loves to use fullbacks, he loves to use tight ends, the 12, 13 personnel, two to three uh, tight ends. And if we and if guys don't don't know that note out there, we'll do a quick little uh, you know, thing for you, get you abreast of what's going on. If you say 12 or 13 personnel or 11 personnel, any people use the terminology loosely, but for people that may not know and and may not get into the weeds and the minutia of what football is, uh, you know, 12 personnel, you always take the first number and and it denotes how many running backs are in your backfield, right? So if it's 12. That means there's one running back and then the last number coincides with how many tight ends you got on the field. So you got one running back, two tight ends. If it's 13 personnel, one running back, three tight ends. You know, 11 personnel, you got one uh, one running back, uh, one tight end. And then vice versa, you can have a 22 series. All right. So so think goal line packages. 22 is two running backs, two backs, and we classify the fullback as a, a running back. Two full, uh, to fullbacks. Uh, And the uh, tailback, that's two. And then you get to your tight ends, that's another two. So 22 personnel usually is what you're doing on goal lines and so forth. It's just a quick little lesson for you guys out there, that football one-on-one type stuff. Kevin Stefanski loves that type of stuff. And I'm not sure if they're going to have someone stepping up. Now, they do have a couple of names. Uh, that guys that are intriguing, they even got one of the basketball players, right? They got somebody that just only hoops, right? And he's never really played basketball. I mean, I'm interested in seeing what he'll bring to the table. But Jeff, do you think this year, uh, they will be a, as much of a, you know, 12, 13 personnel, or will they be more of your jet motion, because they got guys, they got the Jakim Grants, they got the Anthony Schwartz, they got guys like that that can run the jet sweep game. Do you think there'll be more of that in a shotgun, or do you think you'll still see a, a lot of three tight end sets? Where it's
1: interesting, Garrett, you know, because you talk about this, you know, over the last few years, you know, fullback was an important part of what they did. Andy Janovich here is your starting fullback for two years. Johnny Stanton played um, you know, in some incidents um when Janovich was not available. Only one on the roster right now is Johnny Stanton. You look at this tight end room, you know, last year, the last two years, it was Austin Hooper. It was David Njoku. It was Harrison Bryant. You've moved on from Austin Hooper. Um, You look right now, who is the third tight end? I guess it's Miller Forrestal. Um, he's the only one with some experience, uh, you know, former player at Alabama, you know, blocking is kind of there. Hasn't really got much of an opportunity as a wide receiver. I mean, as a receiver, you know, for coach Stefanski. but then you get to the rest of it and, you know, it's definitely just a group of guys with, you know, pretty much some great names. Nikia Griffin, uh, Stewart player, played at Rutgers, played at Pitt. He's had stints in the NFL on practice squats. He's only played in one NFL game. I'm pretty sure that was in 2020, so not a guy that you really know much about. Zaire Mitchell Payton, again, these guys fantastic names. I mean, we're talking presidential type names with these dudes. Um, <laughs> you know, small player, um, another player. He went to Florida Atlantic to close out his career, had nine receptions in his final collegiate season last year. Um, you know, had an athletic body build to him, was a basketball player, uh, you know, in his, you know, in his youth and his uh you know prep years in high school. Um, but Again, this is a guy who looks like probably destined for the practice squad. You talk about Marcos Santos Silva, you know, the former Texas Tech college basketball player. Um, It's really, really hard to believe that this guy who was brought in, I guess it was maybe March or so, you know, that this guy in, you know, essentially six months is going to be NFL ready. Um, uh, You know, you like the idea, you like the possibility of what this young man could bring as a project, certainly maybe a practice squad guy somewhere down the line, but you, there's a lot of time to develop, man. And, and you just don't go from playing college basketball to playing NFL tight end in six months. It just don't work that way. I mean, you've got to be the rarest of the rare of, you know, talented athletes in this world. So many nuances um, that, you know, go into playing football, into playing the tight end position, um, you know, that this young man doesn't have. So it makes you wonder a couple of things. Are the Browns in the market somewhere along the line for a veteran tight end? Is this something that maybe is going to happen around Labor Day weekend? Are the Browns going to see the cuts and say, oh, you know what? You know, this guy, great blocker. Um, Don't need him to do much receiving. Yeah, we're going to bring him in here. Um, Because this room, which was a heavily, heavily three tight end room for the past two seasons, you've got two. And then after that, I don't really necessarily know what you got. Um, you know, again, Forrestall looked like he would have the opportunity, had some experience, did play for this team last year, but you do look like there's maybe a changing of the guard here and a shifting in the coach Stefanski theory as far as your know, fullback was big, a lot of tight ends was big. Looks like maybe there's a shift going away from that, Garrett. And you know, as far as maybe the involvement within the passing game itself, it's going to be a little bit more wide receiver based, or you are going to take advantage of the fact. That you have players out of the backfield like Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, Nick Chubb has certainly improved in the receiving game. Um, we certainly know Dimitri could Felton and get involved in the passing game. It looks like there might be a little involvement and two coaches' credit. You know, sometimes you got to adapt. You got to adapt. And, you know, if he didn't get all that he felt he could get out of the tight end position, if it was the personnel, or maybe it was his system himself, you got to tweak things. And it looks like there's a possibility here. Coach Stefanski is tweaking with what some of the things that he's been most comfortable with in offenses he's been a part of in his time in the NFL.
0: Guaranteed. I, I definitely, I definitely like what you said. It's about adapting. Uh, the Browns have a, a a lot of different guys with a lot of different skill set. But the cool thing about it is, all those guys can catch the football. You got Kareem who, who might we one of get best pass catchers uh, in the uh, in in the passing game. Nick Chubb can catch the ball. We've seen him catch the ball well over his first two first first two years. And and so you got those guys and and guys you can utilize and and you can utilize those guys out of the backfield. We've been wanting to see uh, a little bit of the 21 personnel. I love 21 personnel. It's two running backs in the backfield and shotgun with, with, uh, you know, you got one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Look at that backfield. Look what you can run with that 21 personnel split backs behind Deshaun Watson. You got Kareem Hunt flanked to the right you 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 got your boy nick chubb flanked to the left you can run everything off that you got screen game available rpos available uh just regular stretch running plays inside zone split zone man it's so much you can run with that it's just so exciting so i'd love to see some 21 personnel uh 21 personnel two running backs back there david and joku maybe flanked out and you still got amari cooper and then you you still have Donovan Peoples-Jones. You you got a nice balance out there. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing the evolution of the tight end game, not just under center, but in the shotgun as well.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely You know, some changes here. And, you know, look, a lot of this thought process probably comes along with thinking, you know, and knowing what you have in Deshaun Watson, whenever you get him to be, you know, the future at the quarterback position here, you made this move, obviously, you think the world of Deshaun Watson's on-field ability and you're trying to tailor your offense to what suits your new quarterback better um and you know Deshaun Watson i mean you throw for almost 5000 yards in this league um you know we don't need to necessarily throw three tight end screens three tight end screens per week um you kind of wasting some <laughs> of the uh, kind of wasting some of the you know the the, the bullets in the gun so to speak for Deshaun Watson um so yeah i mean look i mean it, If there's the opportunity, this game goes more vertical. I mean, I'm excited. I want to see it. Uh, I love the way they constructed the wide receiver room. I think by, you know, moving on from Austin Hooper, this may be something where, you know, less could equal more out of the tight end position, because I think, you know, and as I said, a lot of times over the last season and a half, it was, you know what, man, we're throwing the ball at Austin Hooper over here. I'd really like to see, you know, Brian get more involved or or give these opportunities to the much better athlete who's not going to trip over his own feet after three yards and David Njoku. Uh, So we got the ton here today. Training camp preview has been continuing Um, on your tight end room today. And again, this is, you know, some adaptation Um, looks like, you know, some theories and some things that coach Stefanski has been, you know, firm on the way he's doing business. On the offensive side of the ball, the last couple of years, looks like he's maybe wavering a little bit, changing, maybe reprioritizing some things on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so you'll know, just continue here, giving you guys the best coverage we can as far as you know, getting you ready for training camp. Browns rookie's about to be in the building from Brad Stainbrook. Perry on Winfrey, the last to get that pen to paper. So that is handled. Uh, I don't know why everybody was so worried. Um, but yes, Perry on Perry Winfrey signed, ready to go. He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1, Monday through Friday on YouTube. The Barbershop, 92.3 The Fan, Saturdays with the summer here. A little more time off for some of your local DJs. Garrett in uh, Barbershop, a little more hours over at 92.3. So be on the lookout for that as well. Make sure you're following at GBush91. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself, on Browns, follow back account. DMs are always open. We always appreciate you all for making Lockdown Browns your first listen every day, whether it is your favorite podcast platform, whether it is YouTube, make sure you're following, subscribe to the show, ratings, reviews, likes, all that good stuff here. Again, none of this happens without any of you. So with all that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the yellow bee. Let's go Browns.